think what we need here is a little more loggings. Just get me some more Kennedy loggings on this fucking film. Because we're talking movies, we're talking Devotion, starring Jonathan Majors, Glenn Powell, and Christina Jackson. Written by Jake Crane and Jonathan Stewart, based on the book Devotion, an epic story of heroism, friendship, and sacrifice by Adam Makos, and directed by J.D. Dillard. Chris, the real battle in life is being someone that people can count on, and that is not defined in a single moment. You earn that with a lifetime of showing up. Well, you know what, fellas? You're not just here to fly and screw. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? If you can tell by the tone in my voice, it's because somebody or someone's team needed to get them up super early, like 8 o'clock in the morning on a weekend, to record a fucking show. Uh, So before we jump into the 2022 release, Devotion, uh, about planes, uh, fighter planes in the Korean War, I'm going to complain about something, because I like complaining. The 2023 Golden Globe Awards. First off, this award show is... <laughs> like, you can't wait till the end of it? <laughs> no, because like... this is important information, and I want people to fucking hear it, okay? The Hollywood Foreign Press is a fucking useless fucking organization. I just want to put that right out there. But I want to talk about the best picture... Well, I guess it's technically called Best Motion Picture Drama, because they you know want to make sure they get as many celebrities to their bullshit award show. The fact that The Fablements, up against... Avatar, The Way of Water, Elvis, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick took the best picture, which also meant that they wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fuck. Let's go. I I haven't watched Fablemans. I I have, and it doesn't compare to any of those fucking movies that I just said. So So, so I'm not going to give you spoilers. Don't worry. Oh, by the way, it's Steven Spielberg's life, so spoiler. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I already knew it was pretty much steven spielberg's life uh but if i remember in when we picked our best of 2022 and we even had like some predictions for fucking um the oscars i remember saying hey a movie about somebody's love of film and why he became a filmmaker was gonna do fucking well because if anything hollywood likes to jerk off about itself but the Hollywood Foreign Press isn't even Hollywood. It's basically like a collection of like randos from around the world that want to hang out with fucking celebrities. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, I know the Producers Guild did. It is on its list, but so are all those other films. It'll be interesting to see what actually happens with the, the proper award shows. Like I said, like when the Producers Guild does theirs, when the Directors Guild does theirs. Um, but the Golden Globes also gave, of course... Best director to Steven Spielberg. Again, I want to talk about this. Like, if you've seen Everything Everywhere All at Once by Daniel Kwan, Boz Lomans for Elvis, uh, even, Ma- I mean, Martin McDoug for The Banshees of Inishirin, all of those, and James Cameron, obviously, Avatar The Way of Water, those are all fucking fantastic films. Way more complicated. You know, all of them did a great job with their story narrative and stuff. And then you basically have Steven Spielberg's life. But he's the best director. So seriously, the fucking Golden Globes are fucking stupid. They're fucking bullshit. And the sooner we get rid of them, the better. Anyway, Scott, 
Take us away. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking done with this shit. <laughs> done. Remember what I said for the movie quote? You know, it's, it's what you do in a lifetime showing up. You're not showing up here. Like, I'm here. I'm fucking, literally here at fucking, fucking nine Spielberg. o'clock in the fucking uh-huh. morning. Like, what else do you want of okay. me, man? I am devoted to this show. <laughs> Hopelessly. I had to get up at eight o'clock in the morning on a weekend. Um, okay. So if you haven't watched Devotion, pretty much basic, uh, basic plot is a pair of U.S. Navy fighters. Pilots risk their lives during the Korean War and become some of the Navy's most celebrated wingmen. That's the fucking plot, which is pretty much every biopic. Um, I won't say I was bored by this this movie, but I will say um, I think watching, having this come out the same year as Top Gun 2 it did not do it any favors. Because going and watching Top Gun 2, um, you know, them using the real planes, like you actually feeling it, and then here you're you're using, which you can tell are CGI planes. You, it just took myself well, out well, of it. Well, first cause... off, I, I am going to correct you. Uh, there was a lot of use of original planes, including that MiG that you see. Uh, that was one of the really key points is they wanted to, as much as possible, remember, these are older planes, they're from the 50s, uh, wanted to re- reproduce as many flying sequences as possible in, in like practically. Uh, they actually had the same aerial stunt coordinator, Kevin LaRossa from Top Gun Maverick. The difference is, is that one does like whatever fucking Mach 2 and another one does like 650 or you know 450 miles an hour or something like that. Like you 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 just came off watching a movie, watching like Formula One films, and now you're watching like the Fall Fair fucking demolition derby. You know what I mean? So with no demolition. Yeah, but, yeah, but this one did use a lot of CGI as well. It did, it did. But I just want I did want to point out that there were a large amount of flying sequences done with real aircraft. Yeah, but like some of the CGI that took me out of it was when they would have like the the cockpit scenes and they're in flying information and you have the planes in the background. Like some of the times those planes, you know how they would be like uh, N305 or whatever, they were like labeled. Yep. But sometimes in the cockpit scenes, there'd be no labels on the plane. You just see like the black plane like falling in. That's why it was like taking me out. That's and that's then, that's what got it for you, eh? <laughs> oh, and I want there was I not enough an... Joe Jonas in this. Like <laughs> there should have been more. If I had to sit through two movies of Harry Styles, I should have a fucking movie that's eighty percent Joe Jonas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I don't even know. I, I know who the Jonas Brothers are. I did not know that Joe Jonas, whoever the fuck that is, it was in this movie. Um, because really, there's Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell. <laughs> Everybody else is nobody to me. Yeah, well, Joe Jonas was the guy who like was wrapping the cigarettes around him to try to sell them in France or whatever. Ah, in Cannes, yeah. Yeah. So, do you mind if I jump in here? It's your show. This is this is true. This is this is true. Uh, so this this film is highly disappointing, and it's uh, what I don't I don't even know what makes it worse. But the fact is, so first off, it's got all. I, I actually would like to go read the book because you you look at this and you go, man, there's so much stuff here that can make a great movie. You've got 
you know, Korean War air battle. Okay, that's cool. Fighter planes are cool. Korean War. I mean, we need to like there isn't a ton of films about the Korean War. Like, let's let's definitely have that conversation. You've got like down pilots and like brotherhood and you know that type of stuff. Okay, that's cool. That's fucking makes a great story. Uh, you've got the black white component, right? Like you've got like into you know I think he's the first black naval aviator in American history. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. There's a cool story there. Uh, there's all the tragedy that comes along with that. I don't, I don't want to spoil that aspect of it. Um, it's so it's like, it's based on a true story. You're like, okay, fuck. Yeah. And it's like who the fucking shitty screenwriters were like, man, all of that stuff's really good. You know what we should do? We should try and tell all of those stories and none of them very well. (laughs) Uh, a, a kid's paint by those a kid's paint by numbers where or the connected dots where you go one two then ten because you already know what the picture is supposed to look like i, I guess out. man because it was so first i was fucking boring except for the last the last like major flying sequence was was pretty good but even the flying sequences like i said they they had the same aerial stunt coordinator as top gun maverick um should have been bumped up with editing like and by editing i don't mean pacing i mean like the way the scenes move back or the shots move back and forth because you can create a lot of dynamic tension um that was a rocky horror picture show reference if for anybody who's listening um and you could have you can create that kind of anxiety of like you know you know look you know like they did in the original top gun like he's behind you i can't see him he's in the clouds like that type of you know um erratic behavior they didn't do that. Everything felt everything felt flat, actually. Flat and calm throughout the whole movie. Like characters, even when they're angry, never really get to a boiling point. Like it, the whole thing was on about a 5.5 on the boiling scale out of 10. The whole fucking movie. Okay, do you want to jump in here? Because I'll just no, keep no, fucking, go, 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 I'll go. just keep going. Like no, no, go. That and so so great. So first off, the storytelling was not great. Like I said, the script, like the story is good because like, like I already explained, it's already kind of great, you know, points to it. They didn't do a very good job with their script. The dialogue also delivered was some of the shittiest, cheesiest, you know, you know, and nobody's going to stop the American air force mug for the camera, mug for the camera. I was like, what is going on in this? Uh... fucking movie? The amount of times you saw people standing posed in this film. I was like, who who fucking stands like that all the time? It, it's like I don't <laughs> yeah. know what the fucking director was doing because that's a director problem. That is not a screenwriter problem. Like I said, the the dialogue was shit as it is, and this is directed by like J D Dillard. Like I mean, he's done some other little stuff, um, some like indie slight stuff. slight's really good if you've watched slight. Oh okay, uh, I was surprised that he got. Uh, I mean, I think this the budget on this was not small at all. Basically, it had a it had a ninety million dollar budget. I'm like, who? What is going on in Hollywood? They're just like, hey, guy, you've done yeah, some indie stuff. Here's a ninety million dollar budget to fuck around with. Like, but ninety million is mid. It's a mid budget film. Uh, it's actually at the top. 50. It's the top of the mid budget range, though. But it's still mid. It's still ninety fucking million dollars, man. It's not five. And and you know, period. That's how much piece. it made. Yeah, yeah, it made twenty. It made twenty one million. I mean, maybe it'll make some money. I, I watched mine on Paramount Plus, so Amen. my my subscription fee or whatever. Um, you know, first off, we we've talked about this on the on the show before. Period pieces are always fucking challenging, 
right? Because you can't just go and shoot a movie. You're worrying about like costuming and dialect and all this type of stuff. And, you know, your, your colloquialisms that are used, you know, in the 1920s, like, hey, I'm Al Capone or whatever. Like you got to get all that shit right on top of shoot a coherent film. And it's really sad. Like I actually hope somebody, you know, now that this film's come out, they you know, maybe re also option this book and redo it because this story should be told. This is a fucking amer amazing story. Like you got like first black aviator, uh, naval aviator. Uh, again, there's a, a, a big tragedy that happens. There's still a closeness between these two families, like in real mm -hmm. life. Um, and I think that that story should be told. I the, the, the whole Korean war, like let's, let's fucking talk about the Korean war a bit. Um, and I need, I yeah, think it there needs... isn't many films that I can think of, like ex with the exception of, I think mash is the only one that, yeah. So mash I is know. probably like the most famous and most people even forget it's about the, including myself. I forget most of the time it's even about the Korean war. It, to me, it's just about a war, <laughs> like a, a war mm -hmm. is happening and they're doing funny stuff. Like I got to do surgery before I operate. Um, there's uh pork chop hill, which is probably with Gregory Peck. I think that's probably the most famous, uh, one I started watching last night uh, is called Bridges at uh, Toko Rai, which is also uh, like a really good aviator film, like going off carriers and stuff like that. Actually, I do want to talk about something here. I mean, I've been talking this whole time, but <laughs> yeah, but go, 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 go. Uh, um, so to go off kind of what you're saying with your writing, uh, like with the writing of the film, the one thing I didn't understand, and it's not really a spoiler or somewhat as a spoiler is like the head pilot guy like the guy who's like the one that had like the world war ii combat and he was like the, the what would there be like their captain or yeah their i guess he's the, I, I was in the navy not the air force but i mean i guess that would be like their squadron squad leader or whatever but is wasn't this the navy air force yeah, but I wasn't. They, they. It, first off, it's American. They so they have all yeah. kinds of fun ranks and and terms for things that we don't use in Canada, right? So, uh, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, the squad so, leader. So the first fighter, like the first um, battle they're going in, like he turned down his own fucking landing gear, right? Like to me that's what it looked like like he didn't want to even be in that fight he turned it down and he was just like oh i think i have some yeah that was that was badly shot i think what he was actually trying to do is he noticed that his landing gear was still not responding and it, i think he was actually trying to like jog it to come up but that's what it looked like you're absolutely yeah. right now that you mentioned that it looked like he put his fucking landing gear on to be like and oh shit like, guys well, i gotta get the fuck out of here yeah and then he's like uh next man up uh okay you take over and then he like goes away and then i'm like then you have the next battle that's like the most dangerous one and he's like front and center i'm like why the fuck would he check it out on the on the shitty battle and be front and center on this big battle and even him like okay so again you know the casting was not great <laughs> it's funny that you said at the top of the show about you know maybe don't bring this out like right after top gun 2 but it's like they had fucking Glenn Powell, so Hangman from fucking Top Gun 2, as a pilot. They're using the same, you know, technical director from Top Gun 2. And it's like, it's almost like they were like, how can we make this as mo They should might as well have just got Kenny Loggins. That would have been cool. Like, 
Instead of highway to the, it's like dirt road to the kind of danger zone. Like, you know what I mean? Like the bridge to the danger, bridge zone. to the danger zone. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. Hold on. Uh, I want to talk. I want to, hold on. Hold Wait, on. I want to go ahead. I'm just going to say like, I was like, my wife was watching this with me and it was funny. Like, cause when Glenn Powell comes on, like, and it's kudos to him, right? When he came on, my wife was like, Oh, now we're fucking watching movie. Top Gun. She was like, "Why are you watching this movie about fucking with Tom Cruise again?" Because she thought it was the original. I'm like, uh, "No, nope. I'm like, nope, that's not Tom Cruise." And she was like, "Looking," and I'm like, "Nope." She was like, "Fuck." What it was is the prequel to Top Gun. What you're actually seeing is Pete uh, Pete Mitchell's father. Uh, actually, even that though, <laughs> it was his grandfather. It's it's uh, the pre prequel to Top Gun. The pre prequel. <laughs> They call that the uh, the pre com Top Gun. Um, anyway, yeah. and that's literally the end credits scene. You just see you see Maverick just swimming to the <laughs> do, 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 do. and and and, and like, the he does it inverted. Yes! he does it inverted. <laughs> uh, so that CO or actually so that uh, squad commander or whatever he is, that's the, even the even the like like the hard boiled vets. They're all like, all right, guys, so we're going to we're going to go out there and we're going to fight the communists and we're going to beat the. Com-. I'm like, where's the fucking passion? Where's that? The the one pilot dies when the fucking plane crashes in the fucking ocean. And they're just sort of like, yep, I know you're I know you guys are sad. And uh, let's uh, let's just try to get on with it. And, and not in the stoic way. Like we all lose. We all lose comrades. But we got to fight to win here. Like there's everything's a five point five. Yeah. Every fucking uh, emotion just- is five point five. Yeah, I'll speak on what you're saying, like, especially when you're talking about editing. So you have that scene, right? Yeah. Where where the guy dies because, you know, and then, you know, it built the uh, animosity a little bit be- between uh, Jonathan Majors and uh, Glenn Powell's character, right? Oh, because he's already critiquing what happened. Yeah. But the next scene after that is them getting ready for the battle where the thing is, the most important thing is every man comes back. No, isn't the next scene them like fucking doing the fucking Lindy hop in fucking France? Like, isn't it like Buddy dies and then they're like, well, we got shore leave. So let's get our fucking whites on. Like, no, no, I thought I thought it was the battle where they're like or they're getting ready for the battle or something. OK, I whatever. Think, yeah, doesn't it was matter. Shore leave, then the battle. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, every the whole, most important thing is every man comes back. And because I thought the same thing, I'm like, somebody just like you literally just watched somebody die and no one seemed to get there wasn't even anything for them. It was like everybody at the end of night, like drinking a coffee or smoking a <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Oh, exactly. And then even that whole scene in France with like Elizabeth Taylor, which means in the book, they probably told a story about like a oh, man and we were on shore leave in France and we met Elizabeth Taylor and like that was pretty cool. Like, that's awesome. So. But if it doesn't work in your fucking film to tell a story, just don't put it in there. Or you make it like a a conversation that they have. You know what I mean? Where you basically use it as like exposition. But you didn't need it in there. An expo- exposition from the expedition. Um, yeah. Fucking. The, the other, yeah. Anyway. Like, I don't know French history at all. Um, but would, would those ba- like 
they they made it seem like the, those like bouncers at that casino were like super fucking racist and they didn't want him in because he was african-american it's so but, funny that you bring that up I, but ahead. i was yep. like wasn't europe way more progressive and yes it was and especially france like they often talk about like Frank, like black, like black French troops in their military and stuff like that. Like that was not a new thing. They, they, they actually. Um, so James Baldwin, like the super famous uh, African American writer, moved to France because it was a safer. He felt it was a, like this is pre in the like late fifties, early sixties. He talked about how it was a safer environment to live in because they didn't care about skin color or definitely not the way the United States did and. They basically show France as being like the same as like the segregated South. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, well, at first I was like, is this because it's just like a super fancy fucking. Which would have been the casino. appropriate way to go. They're like, no, people like you, like fucking military guys, you don't get to come in here. But then, yeah, you walk in, it's all the army guys are in there. Yeah, all the Marines are in there. <laughs> and that's the other thing. I was like, I thought it was like super. So. <laughs> The supposedly the the scene is supposed to be they get in because they met Liz he met Liz Taylor on the beach and she personally invited that's her. right and then you go in and it's like full of fucking Marines it's like mm. is she just like come on come one come all come on down yeah this this movie is a fucking piece of fucking dog shit for the most part uh, Derek Smith's from Slate Magazine or Slant sorry not Slant Slate Slant Magazine. This unfocused, awkwardly paced film never quite gets off the ground because, of course, you got to use a flying metaphor. And, and as, a, as a result, will do little to change the perception of the Korean War as the Forgotten War. I mean, I think it does little to change the perception of, like, people's idea around this film being a piece of fucking dog shit. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how they fucked this up so bad. Like, I'm almost impressed at how badly they fucked this movie up considering <laughs> the fucking source material. You know, uh, and the Razzie goes to no, I won't get any Razzies. Um, well, like in terms of the cast, like fucking Jonathan Majors, he's he's solid actor, like he's he's gonna do very whoa, 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 okay, so. Oh, Jonathan but, Major. Sorry, I thought you were talking thinking about talking about Glenn Powell there. Yeah, no, no. Jonathan this is Majors what, was. I, in, I am going to talk about Glenn Powell yeah. now. So he was in yeah. like Hostiles, White Boy Rick, The Last Man in San Francisco, The Five Bloods, The Heart of the Like he's he is ascend. I don't know if he's even ascending. I think he's definitely in the top spots, and he's going to become an A list. Uh, oh, you know, like actor that for trailer sure. for Creed Three. Like, I just want to watch it for him. Like, just the way his performance is coming out out of that trailer um it looks fucking amazing but in terms of glenn powell so a little bit of trivia here he you know asked tom cruise's permission uh to do this movie because he was in top gun um i i just don't know which one i'm guessing this one filmed after top gun but i'm starting to think he was just like listen I got it. I got another gig. It's another fighter fighter. But the movie, here's the script. Movie shit. And Tom's like, okay, you go get paid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but never fucking do anything that makes you think like you're Hangman in this film. That's why he's like the 100% opposite of Hangman, right? Like, he's not cocky as shit. He's the, you know, the nice, nice He's like guy. the straight guy. You know what I mean? He's yeah. super nice and everything else. Like, the perfect. I think the book is actually based on uh his uh hunter's story 
Like, I think he's the one, the, the author actually went and hung out with him. You know what I mean? Cause he just, mm-hmm. I think he just recently died. Um, like I said, it's unfortunate. This, this movie could have been so much more, but okay. It's got an 81% from critics. I'm like, huh? <laughs> How the I fuck can did- see it. Like the what? acting. No. Like, in terms of like, like I said, the performances, like Jonathan major does a major ma- awesome job. Um, Powell even does a good job. Um, right. But it's, I think it's more in line of, you know, because it is by, bi- by bi- um, a, a biography. Yep. Right. Like you don't really want to trash the story either. Right. Like of what you, it's look, kind of I, representing. I, I, you don't have to, you can trash the filmmaking. It's very easy to trash the filmmaking in this movie. I've already just Especially like riffed off it. Like, yeah. Especially coming from you. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and it's got, but this is the part that blew my mind. 92% from the audience. 92. Really? 92. Who the fuck is watching this movie? Like, well, it didn't, it didn't really do well in the theater. So, you know, if a hundred people watched it and they're like, you know, you're going there cause obviously you, you like something you're going to watch. So you're going to review it very well. No, because I could see going to this movie being like, Oh cool, man. Korean war top gun too. Or sorry, Korean war top gun. Sounds amazing. Wow. That was a fucking letdown. Let me just like fucking rating bomb the shit out of this. One of the, okay. So I want to talk about something that we, like, Having been on the in the Navy, having been on warships, uh, I also was on, like, I have been on a carrier. I was on USS Abraham Lincoln. I didn't serve on it, but I've, I've been on it uh, when they were in our port. Um, so they're doing, like, general quarters, and they're doing their little tests to see if they can get in their fighters fast enough and stuff. I'll tell you, I have never been on a fucking warship that is that empty. They're just, it's just the four or five of them. They're running down the flats. That's the hallways. Do, 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 do. Then they're running up the stairs. Nobody on that ship has a fucking sense of urgency, including those fucking pilots. They do not even look like they're hustling. They're just sort of like, we're going to get there when we get there. Um, when the plane crashes and they go to like emergency stations, it's almost like pause. Fuck. Should we, uh, think we should go, uh, maybe do something about that. Like, like, can just dial up the intensity. Being on a fucking warship, A, there's fucking, especially olden timey warships, man. Also, their cabins. I would love to see if officer cabins are that fucking big on a 50s era fucking warship. Because, again, space on a ship is fucking valuable. And so you don't have, like, these lounged out fucking spaces. Uh, you're not in a fucking hotel here. Anyway, yeah, the movie's fucking shit. If you, if you do watch it on uh, Paramount, because you already have that subscription... Just jump to the last, what, like 40 minutes? Just watch that. <laughs> mm, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Are you recommending this film? Because it sounds like you're recommending it. No, no. I mean, I mean, like, I, I don't even know if you want to do the last 40 minutes. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, just fast forward just... to the flying sequences and watch those. Like, those those, those are good. And, I mean, the, the last one where they go after the bridges, that's cool. Like, that's a cool, that's a cool, it's, it's well shot and stuff like that. Uh, even when they have to like land in the forest or whatever. So the DP, Eric Messerschmitt, well, he, hold on, I, I think it's funny that just to, to me, it's comical to me as soon as I read. So the director of photography is Eric with a K Messerschmitt. And I'm like, your last name is Messerschmitt and you're shooting cinematography for a flying movie. I mean, if you're a World War II buff, like that's going to ring some alarms right away. Like, I want to know, like, are you like one of those Messerschmitts, like that family, like the Messerschmitt ME-109, like World War II uh, fighter fighter plane. Um, 
But he he won an Oscar for Mank, uh, so he's working on Finchner's new film, The Killer, and uh, Michael Mann's film Ferrari, and he's the DP for Mindhunter. Like the stuff that he did, he did well. Uh, unfortunately, the rest of the story is shit. So, or sorry, the rest of the film is shit, not the story. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. That film I was talking to, The Bridges at Toko, Toko Rai. So it's got um, William Holden in it. It's got fucking Mickey Rooney in it. And it's got fucking Grace Kelly. So just go watch that film instead. Well, there's another one that I was like doing some research on. It's called The Hook. Oh. Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Where they have to shoot about, a prisoner or whatever. Yeah. Like, and but it's, I think it's one that, I, I don't know. But I was like, oh, it's another uh, Paso Glory work. Yes. To go against everybody and do his own shit. But yeah, it was all in all. All right. Secondly, to end this, uh, you fucking take Steven Spielberg's name out of your motherfucking mouth or I will fucking come there and I will slap you. (laughs) Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.